Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm Young Me Mayor. And I'm Brian Park. And today is our New Year's episode. Let's go 2021. Wow. Which is <laughs> doesn't mean anything. People are like, oh God, 2020 is over. Now everything's going to be great again. It's like, no, we're... Numbers don't mean anything. And there is a new strain of the coronavirus, which means that 2021 is 2020 too fast, too furious. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. The sequel. (laughs) 2022 fast, too furious. What's the like, what was the most recent movie of that? Uh, Wasn't it just one word? I think it was the fast and the furious. It's the 20, the 20, <laughs> the, the 20, the two one. 2020 squared is what's going to be. 2021, the K-pop band. They're going to yeah. save the world. Seriously. Shout out to the new strain in the UK and all those British people that went to Jamaica. Oh God. Did you see that in the news? Oh my God. Uh, but speaking of shout outs. It. Yeah. We have a Patreon. Yes. And if you like our content, please consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash feeling Asian. Please. We have different subscription tiers with different exclusive benefits, but at the bare minimum, any donation amount gets you a shout out on the podcast. And you know what? We are, what if we, I'm seeing it here right now, Brian, what if the $25 tier, we just make you a t-shirt and send it to you? Let's go. I will make it, Brian. This <laughs> <No>. <laughs> make you a t-shirt we need 25 dollar people we don't have that many let's do it i don't even think we have maybe uh, if you donate 25 dollars yeah. you hear, heard it here for first you will get a t-shirt custom made by the one and only young we mayor and brian will probably write something on it too and it'll be it'll be worth a lot of money one day yeah message me if you're already Consider at the 25 dollar yeah <laughs> um Great. So the shout outs entail a shout out of your name and young me and I use our psychic abilities to guess who you are. Yeah. Are you ready for your, our first shout out? Yes. First shout out goes to Anne Hui Morishita. Anne Hui mm-hmm. Morishita. I am, I am seeing a craft. This person has like a hobby Ooh. that they secretly want to be their main job. Oh, but they just do it like on the weekends and like after work, it's like a craft. It's like, it's like a little craft. Yeah. Maybe beading jewelry. Yes. Yeah. Uh Oh, let's go. But their main job is something completely different from the craft. Yeah. The main job is like very different. I'm going to guess that Anhe Morishita is an air traffic controller. Wow. <laughs> it's just the first thing that popped in my mind. That's a high stress job. You can't crochet during that because you got to keep your eyes on the <laughs> on the <laughs> runway. You can't be like, oh, let me look at my... <laughs> Could you imagine she's like browsing on Etsy, seeing how her sales are doing and she looks up and it's just a oh, big explosion shit. in the sky. <laughs> shit. <laughs> shit. That's the one job you don't want to be dozing off. That is like a very intense job. I mean, there must be like machines and stuff that help you do it though, right? But you, I mean, it's a pretty, you get a nice view. At least you're in that tower. I know, but you're in a tower in like the middle of a very boring field. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like three hours outside of a city. <laughs> uh, well, okay. and thank you for keeping our skies safe and thank you for the donation. Our second Patreon shout out goes to 
Angela Wong. Angela Wong, I'm seeing right away, very stable job. She's like a consultant at I'm, McKinsey. I'm seeing gluten allergy. I don't know why. <laughs> That's just, it really came in hard. Gluten. Maybe she's a dietitian. Intolerant. Yes. Gluten intolerant dietitian slash. Not lactose intolerant for some reason. <laughs> one Asian that can uh, totally fine with dairy. <laughs> Love, loves cheese. <laughs> fucking hates bread. Uh-uh. All right. Hates it. In her former life. She was a consultant at McKinsey, way too stressful, hated it. No. Then became a dietitian. Which is probably also very stressful. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Every job is stressful in 2020. Word. Angela, thank you for your donation. And are you ready for our last Patreon shout out? Yeah. Teddy O. Teddy O. It's spelled S-A-E-L-E-E-O. O Teddy. Teddy O is... I see a haircut again. Mm. I see colored hair. Blue, blue. It's blue. Blue hair. It's blue. You know, I know that. I felt it. I'm, I'm with you on that. Right? I think Sadie O is probably, she's a stylist. Dark eyebrows, blue hair, stylist. Celebrity stylist has a vintage t-shirt business on the side. Mm. I see that too. Yeah, right? Weird. And also like funky shoes. Like Doc Martens with a huge sole that look uncomfortable. She had them custom made. Oh. You know? Or those toe, the shoes with there's a space between the big toe and the other toes. Those <laughs> shoes. <laughs> oh, I know those shoes. I've always wondered, do you have to get socks for those like elf foot shoes? I have no idea. I don't know. Let's ask. Well, Teddy, please <laughs> tell us, do you need special socks for those elf toe shoes? How many Patreon donations do you think we've received from people that own the toe shoes? The Margiela shoes. No, not the Margiela ones. The toe... You know the ones where you exert where the you oh, sneakers where oh, you go the, running. The, the Vibram shoes. Yeah, where the all five toes the have five their little finger room. Vibram shoes. How many people do you think listen to our podcast that own a pair of those shoes? Well, young me to your surprise. Well, who? What? Balenciaga just made a pair what? of those five finger shoes. And you know, Bro. Asians love Balenciaga. Do, do we ever? So I'm going to guess at least 100 patrons. Wait a minute. <laughs> I kind of feel like I want to get those now. I really wanted those platform Crocs. No, no, no. Now it's all about the five finger Vibram shoes. I'm getting those. Sadio, if you yo, if you have any in stock, send us, send it to us our way, please. Yeah, send me one. Young me and I want to look cool for the we podcast. We know you have them. <laughs> um, but thank you again uh, for the donations. And once again, if you are interested uh, in donating, you can do so at patreon.com slash feeling Asian. And for this episode, it's our New Year's episode. Uh-huh. It's been... What a wild year. Young me and I. What a wild year. We are in consensus that this year was very hard for everyone for numerous reasons. So for this episode, we wanted to concentrate on perhaps the silver linings of this year. Yeah, I thought it. Well, obviously, like you just said, everyone knows that this year sucked. <laughs> Duh. There's what? Well, imagine there was like this year fucking ruled. <laughs> I was like, woo! I had we did at least eighteen episodes on how much this sucked. Uh, I, oh my god! I cried so much. <laughs> I ran out of thesaurus uh, synonyms to just make episode titles to describe how shitty this year was. It was like there's so much we discussed so much. I also discussed which I feel 
feel like is very important as like somebody that had like a very chaotic, like traumatic childhood. Mm -hmm. When times are tough, you feel like this is normal. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that was a big topic I thought that we covered this year for a lot of people that, you know, right now you're feeling sort of calm and peaceful. Right. That's, you know, I understand that too, because like we're used to everything like messed up. So we're like, this feels normal to us. Uh. We've discussed so much of how much it sucks, but that's why, you know, we thought it'd be important to talk about what was good about this year. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people did have good years. Yeah. We, um, asked our listeners, you guys, um, to submit silver linings of the year and what you guys are looking forward to in 2021. And we got so many wonderful submissions. Yeah, we got so many and they're really interesting. There are things that I didn't really expect, but also there were things I thought it was going to be a bunch of stories that were like, oh, despite of this, I had a good year. But it was actually because of the situation. Yeah, it was like that led to me doing this and that, which I would have never done, which is why it was good. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. So that was really surprising. But before we get to the stories, Brian, how are you feeling, Brian? Currently, right now in this moment. I'm feeling kind of anxious. Oh, I don't know why. Yeah, it's Uh so weird. It happened maybe 10 minutes before you arrived. Kind of anxious. Huh? But I feel, um, yeah, I'm a a little bit on edge right now. But leading up to that, I, I was feeling pretty good. What do you think? What do you think is causing that? Or do you not really? I don't know. Really? I don't know. I don't know. It's just a feeling. Sometimes like, yeah. don't, don't you ever like walk on the street and then maybe like your heart beats off mm-hmm. just one second and then it like kickstarts mm-hmm. the flight or flight response that's in your body. Yeah. Or like if you like double breathe wrong. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, what was that? And then your yeah. body's kind of like in a funk. Mm. Yeah. But this is, it's, I think it's a little bit more alleviated and I'm being extremely present right now. It's a little bit more alleviated right now because doing this podcast is forcing me to like, listen and be present and mm-hmm. not paying attention to it. Mm. Whereas if you didn't come, mm-hmm. I probably would have to lie down in bed and be having a full blown panic attack. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. But is that something that happens to you? Like just, um, you know, like so anxiety, it, those like feelings come and you can't really place where they're coming from. Yeah, okay. it does. I don't know. I, I would say maybe, uh, maybe like three to four times a year, I will have a panic attack. Mm. Like, yeah, just just like an anxiety will wash over me, and it's this feeling of like just this discomfort and dread, and I don't know why. Mm. I can't. There's nothing specific about it. It just sort of happens. Yeah. But being in the company of a close friend like you helps. I notice that if I'm in a really crowded space, yeah, when that flares up, I have to leave and I have to be by myself. I feel like this has happened to you once before doing the podcast. Do you we had remember? To cancel an episode because of it. No, we we I thought we did the episode after you like laid down. Oh yes, yeah, I li- I laid down. But I kind of like, feel like it was not maybe not the New Year's episode, but it was around that time last year. Wow. So maybe this is the passage of time for me. My circadian rhythm's like, Do you think? all right, time to fuck your shit up. <laughs> I, mean, I wonder, like, I want to go back and listen. Cause I remember we talk about it on the episode where yeah. like, Oh, Brian had like this thing. And I was like, you know, 
Yeah. And you were like apologizing. And I was like, no, don't take your time. Remember that? Yeah. It's so weird. It just oh. happens. I don't oh. know. Well, feel free to DM me if this is something that you guys go through. And if you have any helpful tips for like periodic anxiety that inexplicably washes over you. Um, but aside from that, Christmas was two days ago, a day ago, three days ago. Oh my God. I don't know. What What's day is time? it? Three days ago. Christmas three was three day- days ago. It feels like it was like three weeks ago. Oh I don't God. know why. But anyways, I am feeling, I've been, I've been good. Like mm-hmm. I know this year has been um, very sullen and like things don't feel as lively, but mm-hmm. I felt the holiday spirit still. And that made me in a cheery mood. Like mm. the exchange of gifts and being able to hang out with my family and mm-hmm. just seeing Christmas lights up. It's, it's been good. It, it makes me feel happy. Mm. So I've been happy. Like the good feeling of Christmas has sort of, it's still there for me. Right. So I'm in a, I'm like in an upbeat mood. So when you were, cause you were at your sister's right. And her family's for Christmas. Yeah, I was. And so you day. still felt like, it was like a regular Christmas and you felt the like holiday cheer and stuff. Mainly because of my niece. Mm. My niece is six. Yeah. And there, when you're that young, your worldview is so narrow. Mm -hmm. So I don't think she really understands the scope of what it means to be in pandemic mode. Yeah. 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 And you know, she was just pumped about her gifts and she was this like source of so much holiday cheer. Mm-hmm. That it was contagious. That's nice. Yeah. So it was very sweet. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. So that, that covers the scope of how I feel right now. How about you, young me? Um, well, I, I guess just to touch on Christmas, um, I felt a little bad because like, so, you know, I, I live separately from my ex-husband and mm-hmm. then we usually have like, I usually get a tree, but we usually do Christmas at his place, you know? Okay. Um, and then, well, sometimes like I, I'm trying not to let this bother me cause I, I don't really know if it's like, sometimes, you know, my son Mino will say stuff and I'm not sure if it's like real or sometimes he'll say stuff and get and cry when he's sleepy or something, you know what I mean? And uh-huh. like, it's hard to like no. see if he's like actually upset about something right. or he's sleepy. Right. But right before bed, I guess the night before Christmas, he was with his dad. I wasn't there. And he said, he, Danny said that he started crying and was upset. And he was like, well, mommy didn't even get a Christmas tree this year. And like, we need, it's not even like real Christmas. And I'm like, and I was like, well, Danny's apartment, there was a huge tree. And, you know, obviously we did the Santa thing and right, it was decorated. Right. And I was like, I was kind of feeling, obviously I didn't say this to Mino because he didn't even tell me that they, Danny told me they had the conversation, but Mino didn't t- tell me that. Okay. And I was just like, bro, it's a freaking pandemic, man. Like, yeah. and I was kind of like, I felt bad. I was like, oh, maybe cause he's supposed to come back to my apartment like tomorrow. I was right, like, oh, right. maybe I'll like set up a tree. And then when he gets there, be like, what, what's this? And pretend Santa like left stuff under the tree or something. Yeah. I was like, oh, maybe I'll do something like that. So yeah. he feels better. Yeah. But then I was also like. He did have a, he did have a very good Christmas. He got the Santa thing. I will, I got to the part, Danny's apartment at 5 a.m. before he woke up. Right. You know, so he would wake up and I'd be there. Right, right, right. Um, and I was like, he had a, he had a lot of gifts. It was like, it was very happy. We were all together all day long. We Mm -hmm. like had a nice day. 
and he got a lot of gifts and I was just like, it, it's hard for me because I always err on the side of I'm doing everything wrong and I'm a horrible mom. And I um, feel like a lot of people understand that. Yeah. Um, and I have to, I have to like, you know, obviously sometimes he'll say stuff and I'm like, oh my God, I should have had a tree. I should have had gifts for him. And I was like, yeah, no, like I went to Danny's apartment. We had the tree. We had a bunch of gifts. He had yeah. a great Christmas. Maybe he was saying that because he felt like he was sad. I think part of it maybe because sometimes he has a therapist and his therapist said, and she said, sometimes he feels bad for you, you mm. know? So maybe he was thinking mommy's alone and she doesn't have a Christmas tree. Do you know mm. what I mean? So I was like, oh, maybe that's what he was thinking. Like he was almost like feeling sad for me. Like, I don't know exactly what was going on in his head. Yeah. And so I was like, I have to be okay with like just looking at it in like a more a realistic scope and not in the scope of I'm a horrible mom and I failed, you know? Right. Right. And, and the fact that I know you're trying to, um, assess the situation where you don't take it so personally, because mm -hmm. like you said, you tend, you can err on the side of like self just beating yourself up, you know? Yeah. And to me, it just sounds like the fact that you're even trying to resist that or fight that, mm -hmm. um, it's just evidence that you care a lot about Mino, you know, and yeah. he's, he's young. Like he's, he, he's too young to comprehend or understand that, but like it, you really love him and mm -hmm. it, it sucks to hear that. And I'm sure, you know, he's like six, like their, their form of reality is like they kids just say shit and it's not like, yeah, you can't take it at a hundred percent face value because sometimes yeah. it's just like, an offhand thing they're saying, but yeah. they even, they don't know how to communicate the true intention behind those words. Mm -hmm. But for, for it to affect you in that way to me is like a testament to just how much you really do care because yeah. you could just as easily just brush aside off of you and be like, what the fuck are you? Who cares, bro? You well, know, like, <laughs> well, like <laughs> I kind of said that, but like, well, that's the problem because I, yeah. you know, like my personal trauma is that like, I had a lot of like negligent abuse as a child. Yeah. So I don't want to be like, Oh, who cares, man? Like my mom would always be like, you know, my dad, if I cried, they'd be like, shut up, man. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, stop whining, you dumbass like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I don't want to be like that. So I'm always like, everything he says, I'm like, <gasps> you know, like that. But right. then I don't want to do it too much because kids just say random shit sometimes and they don't even, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, what if I got the tree and the gifts and he got there and he's like, what, what is this? Like, he probably forgot or I don't know, maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's hard to like, it's hard to like project my own, um, traumas and like totally. think that he's thinking what I was thinking as a kid. And like, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot to like, it's and a the lot, circumstances man. are so different this year because we yeah. are in a pandemic. Like even yeah. at my sister and brother-in-law's place, like there wasn't a tree this year, you know, oh. whereas if there wasn't a pandemic, there would be, yeah. you know, and I don't know. I, even I do this stuff too, where like I've said things that I end up regretting later that mm -hmm. I say to my parents, you know, Cause it's a moment of short sightedness where I'm like, why couldn't you do this for me? Yeah. And then like time passes and I have a, a more of an understanding of them as human beings where I'm like, yeah, oh, that was kind of a shitty and short sighted thing of me to say. Yeah. Yeah. And then like what I said, it helps to like, kind of like get really be rooted in reality and be like, he had a tree. I was there. His dad was there. He had a right. bunch of gifts. We had hot chocolate. Right. You know, we had donuts. Like that was a great Christmas. Totally. He doesn't need two friggin' Christmases 
if I was there. If I wasn't <laughs> there, okay, I get it. But right, right, right. you know, and I was like, okay, you got everything that he wanted, like you know, whatever. Yeah, it's fine. He's gonna be fine. It's it's hard to like think that way. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm like you know, it was hard for it. I had to keep telling myself that so I don't like freak out. But yeah, yeah that's how I was feeling about Christmas. Thank you for sharing, young me. Yeah, and I I can tell you're like doing a lot of work to you know, not spiral and this unhealthy cycle where in yeah. the past it would have bothered you. And, um, it's so easy to spiral when you're a parent, totally. especially if you've had like a rough childhood, you know? Yeah. But yeah, we're all doing great. We're all <laughs> doing the best we can. <laughs> but what has been a silver lining for you in this oh. past year? Oh, okay. Well, look, yeah, let's, so you're this like, is the thing. Boy. <laughs> This is the thing. This is weird. I was thinking about this a lot this week, actually. Oh, okay. So remember a few weeks ago, I said on the podcast, like this year was like pretty good for me. Like I was on the Today Show. Yeah. The podcast. I feel like we've really like got it together. Yeah. You know, because we yeah. really focused on in the beginning. I feel like. Just things improve over time. With yeah. Any project. But also in the beginning of this year of mm. quarantine, I think everybody was in the same state as we thought it was going to be like a month first of all <laughs> and then well, we how were foolish we are <laughs> and then i feel like all of us were like ah! like we were just like right like right, i didn't right, right. know what every day i would wake up and just be like what like that right yeah 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 and so i think after a while like we kind of got on it and we sort of shifted our life around and the interesting thing is before this year before the pandemic all my life i was like so I have this restaurant with my ex-husband. Yes. It's doing well. It's always going to do well. It's a restaurant, mm -hmm. which is like, it's never going to go away. Like the restaurant <laughs> industry, like that's what I thought. Yeah. And I was like, I can always sort of like fall back on it for financial mm -hmm. support, even though it wasn't, restaurants don't really make a lot of money, but it was always kind of in the back. Like, oh, I can kind of depend it's on it. It's your safe space. Yeah. yeah. It's always there. And I was like, this comedy thing, I'm never going to make money from comedy. <laughs> so thank God I can do, I can always become like, just go work in the restaurant. For sure. And now it's totally over. Like the oh restaurant God. industry is so over. Like, did oh you see no. that article? I think it was in the New York Times about. Oh no. It, it said, like, I kept thinking the restaurant industry, basically what it's like is like the nuclear bomb went off. You oh know, when the God. bomb goes off and then some, some people are just like walking around for like, a day and they're yeah, like, I'm a, fine. There's a fallout. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm fine. Somehow I got, I was like one block away, but I feel great. And but then like, meanwhile you're inhaling they cough blood and yeah. then they die immediately. <laughs> like that's <laughs> restaurants people right now. We're walking oh, around like, God. Hey, we're fine. And we don't even know that we're literally already dead. Oh, no. Like the whole thing is done. Anyway, what, what I'm trying to say is like, <laughs> I'm waiting for you to spin this into the silver no, but lining. What I'm no, this is a great silver lining because, because what I'm trying to say is in my life, I, I was always going to be like, okay, I'm going to become, I'm just going to work and be a restaurant manager for the rest of my life. And right. it's forced me to be like, no, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. You have to depend on this creative stuff, right. which has forced me to rearrange my brain to be mm -hmm. like, I have to really try to make money off of this because this is the only thing I have. Right. And this is the only thing that remains that it's like viable, a viable uh, option for me. Yeah. And so now it's like totally reframed how I see it. Do you know totally. I mean? I've, I've noticed it too, where your creative output is like off the charts now but and it's even, really inspiring. But even in my brain, how I think about like what 
I have to do every day yeah. is totally different. Like every day I'm like, I have to do this. I have to do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas in before I was just like, when you feel like it. Yeah. Kind of. Before it was like, I am like this restaurant person. Right, right, right. And then if I have energy, I'll like do some comedy like that. <laughs> right, right, Which right. I think is a huge shift in my life. And mm. it's, it's, it feels very permanent. Mm. And I think that that's like the best thing that could have ever happened for me. And it mm. literally could not have happened unless this pandemic happened. It's so bizarre. That's, but it makes a lot of sense though. And I think it's great. Yeah. And it's so, it's really scary to think about like, oh, this is my only like viable option moving forward. Right. But it's also, it feels like good. Yeah. How about you? What's your silver lining? My silver lining is that I, as hard as it was being with my parents for an extended period of time, I'm still glad that I was able to spend that time with them from the, from March through August during quarantine because mm. when things got started getting really bad in New York, uh, I went home to, I went to Texas to be with my parents. You were gone that long. I was gone for a long time. Six months. Yeah. Wow. I didn't realize you were gone that long. I was gone for six months and I was just with my parents for six months and I've been living away from home since high school because I went to boarding school, then I went to college and mm -hmm. then I moved to New York and, uh, uh, it, it was not, I'm, I feel, I'm glad I did it because as my parents, um, get older and you know, as I become more independent and I get older, I know that the amount of time that I'll be able to spend with them is diminishing. Yeah. So I, I'm, uh, that has been a silver lining is that the pandemic has forced me to spend quality time with my parents and without it, I don't know if I would have been able to spend that much time with them ever, you know, mm. like we rarely have that kind of opportunity to spend an extended period of time with our family. Yeah. As, as, older. as adults, as adults. And because it's been so absent for most of my life, mm -hmm. because I was just away from home from the age of 12, mm -hmm. 13, that, um, it, it felt like I was making up for lost time mm. and you know, it had, it had its ups and downs, but 12, uh, 13, yeah, I lived away from home from wow. since I was 13. Wow. Yeah. And um, I'm glad I was able to do it. You know, it was hard as fuck. There were some very stressful moments in it, but yeah, I bet. Um, at the end of it, I mean, I was still able to have conversations like deep, meaningful conversations with my parents that I never really even had the time to ask them about. And right. without the pandemic, I don't know if I would have been able to understand them on that level. Mm. Yeah. Did you talk anything? Uh, did you talk about like your family history at all? I feel like whenever I hang out with my mom for a long time, she says she just dropped some weird story on me. And I'm like, what? Totally. Yeah. Like yeah. I was, I talked about my, my mom touched on like how I have family members that like lived in Japan during mm. like Japan's occupation of Korea. Oh really? And, like I had no idea, but that's yeah. something that just never would come up in casual conversation. Yeah. My mom would say stuff like that to me and I'm like, so you were just never going to tell me that or what? Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. And it's so interesting. Yeah. It's super interesting. And I'm, and I feel like as I've gotten older, they're more willing to share that kind of information. Mm. And it definitely makes me see them in through a different light. Cause I'm just like, fuck your life has been holy shit. How would you do this? Yeah. <laughs> but it was stress. Was it stressful? Yeah. There were certainly moments during it that yeah. 
I was like, Oh my God, why am I fucking here? Just like, I want to go back to New York. Like this is such a mistake, Mm -hmm. but as we touched on before in this episode, I can look back on it now and I'm glad I did it Mm, because it makes me a little bit sad and wistful knowing that as our parents get older and it's a, I think it's a very Asian thing where you, you want to take care of them Mm -hmm. as they get older. But then they're so annoying. <laughs> That's how I feel. I'm like, I love my parents. I'm going to miss them when they're dead. Yeah. I want to see them every day for the rest of my life. And then two hours into like arriving in You're Korea. Like, this was a mistake. Like in the car ride home. I'm like, oh my. Oh my, oh my God. Why did I do this? I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> That's totally, totally, totally accurate. I got to get up back on the 13 hour flight. Oh my God. But I'm still glad I did it though. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I was thinking after the pandemic or even maybe if it continues quarantine, Mm -hmm. I was like, maybe I'll go quarantine in Korea, like in a hotel because they make you, they make you do it for 14 days. The the government. Yeah. Maybe I will do that and then spend like, I don't know, like two Two hours with your mom. Two hours. (laughs) Then be like, got to go back to the hotel for 14 days. (laughs) You're you're in Korea for 15 days. 14 of those days were in quarantine. 14 days and two hours. I'm like, got to get back on my flight. I buy the flight for two hours after the the quarantine ends. Oh my God. That's so funny. Like, are you laying over? You're like, nope, that's my entire stay in Korea. Let's have lunch. <laughs> we'll only cry once during lunch. I only have one. I only have one hearing somebody call me fat in me before I have to go back home. Oh my one, God. You can call me fat one time and then that's ooh, oh, my limit. Okay. So two hours is too much. You're that's gonna, too much. It's going to be so 10 like, minutes. Six minutes, maybe. 30 seconds. Oh, Yummia. Oh, you got so fat. Whoop, that's my time, folks. <laughs> you I, literally walk out of the customs automatic door. She calls you, young me, is that you? I couldn't recognize you because you got so big and then you walk back in. <laughs> it's like that, you know, the Simpsons gif where the grandpa like comes in and he like, like takes the coat off and, and then he, he sees Bart and then he puts the coat back on. That's <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, well i remember i called you when you were at your parents house and you were like we're supposed to talk about the podcast or something and you're like wait i'm uh, just wait i'm going to grocery store with my mom or something and i was like what i was like okay call me when you're done you're like uh. and meanwhile like on my podcast i loved spending time with my parents <laughs> What a precious six months. <laughs> I will cherish it till the end of my oh, life. Oh boy. Those six months with my parents. And with that comment, young me has <laughs> untapped a part of my brain that I buried way down. And you're it's like, all coming out, folks. <laughs> you're like, wait a minute. That's why I've had a random anxiety attack oh, that's th- three months later. Oh my God, I'm fixed. I feel so good right now. <laughs> Remember that grocery store trip to each month. Oh my god. Well, uh, to the listeners who I asked to DM me, you don't need to DM me anymore. In fact, if you are feeling anxiety, it's probably because uh, you repressed a car ride that you had with your mom. (laughs) Three months ago. (laughs) 
You know what's so sad about parents and they're so them being so annoying? They do something so it's like kids too. They do something so annoying and then you get mad and then you look at them. They're so cute. Oh, I know. They're like, oh, and you're like, shut up about the freaking juice or whatever. Like, stop talking about the juice. And then you're like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I am insane. For me, it's more like I go grocery shopping. I come back home with the groceries and my mom's like, oh, you forgot to get the milk. And I'm like, oh, I'll go back and like, oh, you can't do anything right. Like you're such a, terror. can you do anything right? Like I can't even imagine you living in New York. You can't even get the milk right. I'm like, it's just a mistake. What do you mean? There's a mistake. There's no mistakes. You make a mistake. I can't even, I don't even want to think about all the mistakes you make in your life. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. That got a little, I feel great. Zero anxiety. That's now. literally what was, what was happening, Brian. That's crazy. That was the, <laughs> But you had that nugget stuck in your brain wow, we, for three we, months. We, we shook it out. And are we, I think it's time to read our listeners. Let's silver do linings. it. Silver lining. Best part of 2020. And we asked them what they're looking forward to in 2021. I have to say before they start, I, I have to say this. I'm going to, I think I admitted this already. I had this chaotic random hookup the middle of the quarantine. Oh, I remember that. No, no. I don't know if I've said this. Oh, I, maybe I did in private. No, yeah. In you private. You said that to me when I was upset. When I was Just going to the grocery time, store to like, pick up the milk. I think it was like in May or something. One random person that I met online and we were both like, let's do it. Are we going to do it? And then I did it and I felt crazy. I was like, and then I literally like snuck out of his apartment at like 3 a.m. and wow. just like walked around for hours empty. for hours. an empty city walked around for hours. Oh my God. Never saw that person again. <laughs> it felt crazy good. <laughs> so you're secretly hoping for 2020 too fast, too furious to have when that. When is that of- ever going to happen again? When is that kind of crazy, you know, situation ever going to happen again? You are, you are like banned from touching or seeing another human being. That is sexy. Bro, I'm never, that's never going to happen. I'm glad that I did that. Then I got, you know, tested. I was responsible, but. It's the forbidden sex is the best sex. That was like the depth of the quarantine where you literally, I wasn't even leaving the apartment. I was leaving once every two weeks to get groceries like that. Remember that level of quarantine? This sounds like a diehard movie. Yeah, and then I went and like hooked up with someone. And I remember I like I was walking around for three hours. (laughs) It was in Bushwick. And then (laughs) and then I got on the subway and I was like (gasps) I've never been I haven't been in the subway for years. Like it felt so crazy. I can't even imagine. That must have been the best sex of 2020. It's by, by far, far of my life. It's never that scenario. I'm really glad I did that because that's never that kind of like dopamine. Oh, for sure. Rush is never going to happen again. You oh know, my God. Like, they need to update that saying because, you know, there's that urban legend. They're like, you can't have sex while you're on ecstasy or Molly because it's just going to feel too good and you won't be able to enjoy sex ever again. Well, you did it. You fucked during the pandemic. peak of a pandemic. Yeah. And a sex, is it the same anymore? Yes, it's fine. Oh. I mean, it's not the same. But, woo. You're just chasing that high, baby. That was great. All right. Are you ready for our first yes. silver lining? Yes. And listeners, you will notice a theme and hopefully these silver linings and resolutions resonate with all of you because I think they're really great. So the first one is from Kristen. 
Kristen wrote, like most, I'm glad 2020 is coming to an end, but in a significant way, I'm grateful for what it has given me and removing all of life's typical distractions. It allowed me the time and space to reevaluate and consider what I would do if I wasn't afraid. In short, I recently submitted my applications to get my master's in marriage and family therapy. After eight years in a corporate job that I did not find fulfilling, I'm finally going after my dreams of doing something that I'm passionate about. I got to say, though, the things I had to go through in my 20s to get to where I am now was necessary. It's true what they say. It gets harder slash impossible to lie to yourself as you self-actualize and do the work. So here I am about to give up a six-figure salary and a stable career to be a broke-ass grad student. But I've never been more excited for my future. That is literally amazing. And it's similar to what you're going through. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I had to. Right. Yeah. I loved what she said about like, as you get older, it gets hard to like lie to yourself. Yeah. And what she said about what you, when you have to like go through stuff in your twenties, it's Mm -hmm. necessary. Yeah. It's exactly how I feel. Like, I feel like I'm such a better person Mm -hmm. today than I was in my twenties, but I know that I have to get through all of that bullshit. To get here. There's no way that I was going to be able to skip over that to get to where I am. Yeah, totally. Totally, totally. I sometimes go through those anxiety spirals or shame spirals Mm -hmm. or I feel like I'm not enough. Yeah. If I compare my, like if you just get anxiety from comparison. Yeah. But I constantly, what really helps me is like constantly evaluating the whole of it of being like, I wouldn't, I had to do all those things. Yeah. Before. Yeah. To be able to do what I'm doing now. Like hindsight is 20, like 2020, you know, mm-hmm. like obviously we all wish we had done certain things sooner mm-hmm. in life, but we're not the same people we are today that we were back then. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and I feel like, you know, you hear a lot of w- with what you were saying, the comparison anxiety. Yeah. I hear a lot of young. Remember, like when we had Jerry and they were like, oh, I'm so old. I'm 25. And I'm I like, know. I don't know what the fuck you're I talking was about. Like, this is that is that is hateful speech. Hate speech <laughs> to me. Um, but like like they were comparing themselves with like 22 year old or like Billie Eilish is like 19 or whatever. Right? Right, right, right. But I was like, as I've gotten older. I I remember like when I was 22 and there was like a pop star that was like 21 and yeah. I was like, what? They're a millionaire and I'm a loser, mm-hmm. which I was 22. But then I realized that if you do achieve all this like outward success at, at a young age, then because you're not going through all the stuff that other people have to go through, right. you are at like a somewhat of a weird deficit when you're older. Yeah, you, know you will mean? be at risk of being like Justin Bieber and befriending mega youth pastors. Becoming with six a Christian. <laughs> what and having a porn stash <laughs> and wearing Hawaiian shirts when you're only 24. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. You don't want that for yourself. Um yeah, but yeah. this is I think this forced time away from like, cause when you're in the caught up, when you're caught up in the rat race of like corporate work life, yeah, it's so easy to not sit down, take a breather and kind of evaluate your desires. Cause yeah, you can yeah. shut your brain off. You go to work, you do your yoga class after work, you come home, you cook dinner, you watch a Netflix show, you sleep, you wake up, you like answer emails, blah, 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 you know? And before you know it, years pass until you realize like, what is it that I really want to do? And I feel like this pandemic has pulled the rug below everyone's feet and like, been like, all right, bitch, 
what is it you really want to do now that you have all this fucking time to yeah. think about it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to do? Yeah. So Kristen, we are very proud of, yeah. you know, the sleep that you made and uh, it's may it seem scary now, but it sounds like, you know, it's for the best and ultimately you're going to be much happier and more fulfilled by it. Yeah. And I just want to say that actually we got a lot of comments that were similar in that vein being yeah. like, this made me do this because there was like, what else are you going to do now? You right. know, like it made it very like, you have to do it now. Totally. Yeah. Um, our next submission is from Jonathan and he wrote after several months of cajoling my Korean parents, I finally convinced them to see a family therapist with me and my brother. It's been a little over three months. And in that short time, we've really grown to understand and communicate with each other much more effectively. The episode you had with Hesu inspired me. <laughs> so thank you for having her on continuing to do what you two do. Much love and happy new year. Wow. How John, did he, John, how? You, you, you beat the game. That is life. How, how did you do that? How? How? <laughs> how? <laughs> I, I can't process. I've never heard that happening uh, ever. Like you convinced your parents, your Korean, your Korean ass to go to how? therapy as a family. And what? your brother? <laughs> that is crazy. How, how much fist fighting was involved <laughs> in that conversation? How many bottles of soju were smashed above your head? Oh my God. What? I've never even heard that. That's, I didn't even know. I mean, I didn't know that could happen. Damn. Congratulations, because that's yeah. That I'm. That's very that's aspirational. Impossible. I don't know. Can you imagine if your parents went therapy, Brian? If I even brought up the prospect of having us all go as a family, I, I don't even want. To, I'm getting anxious again just thinking about what'll get hurled back at me. Oh my god. They would be like. They would probably laugh. Like, wow, we never thought you were funny as a comedian, but this is literally the funniest thing like you've ever seen. Laughing. I told you my mom went to some therapist in Korea. Did I tell you this? They were like, at the hospital. Buy, buy a, buy a Hermes bag and that'll make you feel better. Yeah. No, she went to the, she was like, I went to the hospital and I asked them and the guy was like, <laughs> my mom was like, I talked to my daughter. She said that I should look into this. And he said, do you feel like you're crazy? And she said, no. And he's like, well, then you're not crazy. And then he sent her home. That was what the fuck? That was it. <laughs> the end. <laughs> and my mom's like, you're wrong. I don't need therapy. The doctor said I didn't. Well, Jonathan. Congratulations. Congratulations for winning at life and tell us your ways. Yeah. I want to hear more about this. Oh my Jonathan, God. if you're listening to this, please send us like all the like, things that you realize in therapy with your family. That was, that's crazy. I'm in shock. I'm absolutely in shock. Uh, are you ready for another submission? Yes. Let me get my laptop. Did you do that in Mark Wahlberg voice? <laughs> I've improved my Mark Wahlberg impression. Yeah. I beat up an Asian guy. I did. I'll do it again. That's why I like you, Mark. <laughs> See, stick to it. All right. Read this one in Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm going to read this one in the Mark Wahlberg voice. <sighs> Our next submission comes from Naomi. Okay. I found the sweetest Asian female clinical psychologist who drags me and calls me out for being the dumb bitch that I am. She's honestly incredible and I am so grateful to have her in my life. And I finished my PhD this year. First gen uni graduate. First gen. First doctor in the family. First doctor in the family. Yeah. 2021. 
A project I've been working on to get medical treatments and infrastructure to support Aboriginal communities is really starting to take shape. So I hope we can get that up and running within the year. I'm finally pitching my own show. It'll be my first non-science show, so that's pretty exciting. Tell your mother I said hi for me. That so, was, thank you, Mark. Naomi. Wait, you, what? You are fucking crushing I'm 2020. And holy fuck. A for one. She's a doctor and she has a show? First of all, congratulations for obtaining your PhD. First gen uni grad, first doctor in the family. You should be very proud of yourself. That's amazing. That is fucking amazing. It's also very Asian of you. Also, I know Naomi because I've seen her profile uh -huh. on our um, Feeling Asian. I just want to note, she's also extremely hot. And I think she's like 23 or 24. Naomi, you are the representation that Asians need. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. our, our job here is done. <laughs> well, I mean, this is like great. I feel like this, this for me um, reminds me of all the, uh, a lot of people who felt like they had the time to really focus and like focus on stuff that they were already in the works. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. But also I think this is a great practice in general where we all have done awesome things this year. Yeah. Like you said, you were on the Today Show, like our yeah. podcast has popped off this year. Yeah. And when you're just so subsumed with, oh, what am I doing? I need to be doing something right now. What the fuck? You can't, you don't take the time to think and be like, oh shit, I did a lot of stuff. And yeah. clearly Naomi's done the work. She's incredibly accomplished and she should be proud of all this and fucking list off all those accomplishments. Yeah. You so know? yeah, this is, that's really good advice. Like even if you feel like this last year has been like weird and like quiet and slow, if yeah. you just take the time to like write down the stuff that you've done, you probably also became the first doctor in your family. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm so happy. That sounds weird. I'm so, I'm so confused about the show. What like what kind of show? Like TV show? Na sounds Naomi. like a, 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 a TV show. Can First you DM me and tell me? Show. So that's pretty exciting. That's amazing. Yay. Yay. DM me and tell me more. Wow. That is extremely accomplished. We're so proud of you. All right. Are you ready for our next one? Yes. This is from C. Chow. C. Chow wrote, Silver Lining, got a rescue pup. Let's go. Rescue pup. It's been a big year for rescue pups. 2020. I know. And yeah, for good thank reason God. because I love how my Instagram feed is a lot of puppies now. Oh, oh my God. Today I was walking my dog uh -huh. and <laughs> I just remembered this. I was walking my dog and I was going down the block and I saw so many people with like out of control puppies. <laughs> like, you know, when you first get a puppy and to like train it how to walk right, right, and they're right. just like pulling the leash. I know the donors are like, Ugh! <laughs> I was like, damn, everyone got rescue pups, I guess. Then <laughs> <laughs> see Chow 2021 resolution trying to get my Chinese mother into therapy. So far I found a lot of therapists who even speak Chinese wow. and are willing to help her. But as you can imagine, you can lead the cow to water, but you can't make it drink it. Wait, and Naomi said something about a psychiatrist, right? Oh yes. Naomi found the Swedish Asian may female clinical psychologist who yeah. drags me and calls me out for being the dumb bitch that wow. I am. Wow. It's a big wow. year for people finding therapists and wow. starting so, mental health whoa. journey. This is a great network we have here. So Jonathan, you need to DM C Chow yes. to give her some tools to present a more convincing case for therapists. C Chow, you need to direct your mom to Naomi's 
clinical therapist. So that Naomi's therapist can tell your mom. Psychiatrist. Clinical psychologist. Psychologist. So that Naomi's psychologist can tell your mom and drag her and for, and call her out for what a dumb bitch that she is. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Everyone's mom needs to be told that. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to pay someone to tell my mom that she's a dumb bitch. (laughs) How does it feel mom? How does the tables have turned? Oh my god! I, there's has to be therapists out there where they have their notepad on their lap, and while you're talking, all they're writing is just like, "This person is a dumb bitch." <laughs> dumb bitch. We can um, all benefit from that, actually. Yeah. This is like every a dumb once in a bitch. while. I call myself a dumb, a dumb bitch. bitch every damn day. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like. I'm really happy for people. I bet I'm sure that this year has been big for people like trying to get mental health. I mean, this sounds like it. Help. Right. Yeah. Our next. Oh, I like this one. Our next submission is from Candy. Uh huh. Silver lining of 2020. Young me gave me relationship advice, and I found out who is really on my team, friend wise. I sure did. Don't ask me for advice. It's gonna be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like. <laughs> You're like, my DMs are officially closed. <laughs> I will be there for you as your friend. But my life is in shambles. You don't want you don't want my advice, let's be honest. And do you want to know what Candy's 2021 resolution is? Yeah. I would like to have some sex, please. <laughs> Me too. Let's go. Let's go. Hello, 2021. May I please have some sex, please? Can I please have some sex, please? <laughs> Can I please have some sex? Get away from me. We don't take your money anymore. <laughs> Is that 2021? That's 2021. Wow. Hopefully I have more sex. In 2021? Uh-huh. I want to have more sex. Sex is still weird for me in, right now. Like I'm still pandemic in the, reasons yeah, or yeah. unrelated? Pandemic reasons. Because I feel like I feel like everyone will relate to this. But because of the pandemic, I, I'm like socially awkward. And these mm. feelings are ugh, like, you know. Yeah. I, I'm just going to, I would like to have more sex is just good, good for any occasion for me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I kind of want one, one of these like, uh, like fuck buddies, you know? Or friends with me. Yeah. 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 That's like, that was like a nice, like nice thing. quarantine safety person. You right. know, that's, that's my <laughs> wish for 2021. Do we have any more submissions? We do. Okay. We have one more. Okay. This is from Junshin. Junshin wrote, Everything had to stop, which gave me the opportunity to Mm. come and stay with my family in Japan. I have a family member who has some issues with his mental health, and it's been great dealing with some old family shit, and I definitely see a huge improvement. Sometimes it's good to stop or even turn around and go back to deal with some unresolved stuff. I've been grateful for this year. That sounds Mm. similar to what I was saying. Yeah, that sounds like your story. Yeah. Yeah. Did you feel like you got, you went through some unresolved stuff too? You know, when you spend an extended amount of time with family Mm -hmm. in closed quarters, Mm -hmm. you just run out of stuff to talk about. So naturally the deeper, more repressed stuff bubbles to the surface. Yeah. And I think it was the first time I was really able to express those feelings that I've had and been carrying inside of me to my family. It came as a shock to them, but yeah, it's out in the open now, you know? 
And when could have that? When could have that have happened? When could that have happened? <laughs> <laughs> when could have that have happened? That? Do you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> like when could that have happened? Right? Without I guess this, it could happen on a, over a yeah. Just, it would have it, happened it just, it just like some happen. random Thanksgiving when you were 45 or something. Oh yeah. It Don't has, talk to my wife like that. I'll or be something. eating. I'll be eating turkey, and then suddenly I'll be like, turn over to my wife. Be like, I'm feeling kind of anxious right now. It's like, why? What's wrong? I, I don't know. It's just it's inexplicable. There's no reason for it. And then my mom will be like, you did this wrong. Fuck you. I've been unhappy for 20 years of my life. <laughs> you yelled at me because I forgot the milk once during the <laughs> pandemic in 2020. We were in a pandemic, mom. <laughs> Let me leave me alone. You won't let me live. <laughs> I'm married and have kids. <laughs> I forgot the milk one time. You won't let it go, man. You think I hold grudges? You hold grudges. <laughs> Ooh, oh we're getting real, we're getting real, real. I'm really glad wow. we did this. I'm we talked high about right so now. much. Holy shit. But, you know, I feel I just so thought, good. I just thought about something. I wanted to ask you before we end the episode and this is on the spot. So if it takes a while, it's fine. We'll edit out the dead time. What is like the funniest thing that happened to you? You think because of the pandemic or during the pandemic, like what's a funny story? You answer it. I had this, I just had this, like, this is probably not the funniest thing, but I had this very, the pandemic has been so long I know, that I forgot like cloudy, so much I'm of it, my brain but right I remember now. this one really funny thing that happened and I was like, what the fuck? Like, it? it was like literally right in the beginning of pandemic again, before I had that random hookup, it was like when I literally was leaving my house once every two weeks to get groceries right. and I dropped Mino off at his dad's. Like we ride our bikes over. So yeah, it was safe. Yeah, yeah. And then I went to Trader Joe's and in the beginning of panic, this is sad, but I got like, I got into like two weird situations where somebody said something like racist towards me and it made me really scared to go outside. Okay. And so before I went to Trader Joe's, I literally drank a bottle of wine because I was so like, I, I had these like panic attacks before going outside. Okay. This is horrible. But oh my God. I drank this bottle of wine. I was like wasted. And I was just like at Trader Joe's like, get the groceries. <laughs> like I was like freaking out. Yeah. And then I was like so lonely. I went to go check out and you know, like how the Trader Joe's people are so friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy was like really talking to me and I was just, like, yeah, it's great. It's freaking out. It's like, I'm like so freaked out. And like, I just kept talking. I just kept talking so much because I was so lonely. And also I drank a bottle of wine and the guy was like, uh, he was like, do you want a hug? And I was like, I was like tipsy. So I was like, yeah. And then we had like a deep hug. Oh my God. And I was like the only one at Trader Joe's because I went right before it closed because I was scared of people. Yeah. Days later, I was like, why the fuck did that guy hug me? <laughs> Sir, we're in the middle of a pandemic. He's getting coughed on all day. He could have given me COVID. No, no, no. The first people to get the vaccine are Trader Joe's employees. They've been, they've had it this entire he, time. He's already had, he already he's, had COVID like two months. He already had it. He's all good. But then I was like, man, that random guy fucking hugged me. So weird. Damn. That really left an impression on you. Yeah, that was weird. And f is that funny? It is funny. A little weird. It is a little strange. During a goddamn pandemic, Trader Joe's employees really, won't stop being friendly. He was really hugging me, man. I feel oh. like it was like, man. Oh my God. Just go look for him. Oh yeah. But it's probably, this is more like just 
a funny dating thing for me. It was oh, just, I can't wait. yeah. During like peak pandemic, there was this girl who we had plans to meet up before and then it didn't happen. And yeah. then we were like just texting each other a lot. And then it escalated into like a ton of sexting mm-hmm. and we were just like sexting all the time and sending each other nudes. And I remember like building up this excitement to meet her. I'm like, yes, as soon as I get back to the city, I'm finally going to meet up with this girl. Yeah. And it's going to be great because we've talked everything. We've seen each other's fucking nudes and it's fun. And we like talking to each other. And as soon as I arrived in New York, I was like, hey, I'm back in the city. If you ever want to go for that walk, left on red, folks. (laughs) I don't know who that was. That was the pandemic me. <laughs> that was the, the early days of the, the pandemic. We all had our pandemic boyfriends right. that I would text all day long. Right. I had like, like three of you, them. How are you holding Constantly up? texting and sexting. Yeah. I had three of them. One of them did not live in America. Oh my, would you ever recycle oh. nudes and like blast them? In three? Fuck yeah. <laughs> are you kidding me? I call, what do I call them? I call, I have a word for them. Of yeah. Uh, no, I, ha- I call them. They're your like, singles. Those are your singles. <laughs> I call them. I call, I have like a whole album. <laughs> the greatest hits. Great. Those are the greatest hits. Yeah. 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 yeah and I you found that, yeah, I, I thought that was pretty funny. Cause I was just like, yes, I'm finally going to meet this person of my dreams. And she left you on red. <laughs> left me on red. The, the, when you said I'm back in town. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> it's hard out on these streets of New York. It's been a crazy year. <laughs> it's been a psychotic year. It's been a long year. There's been so many things that have happened. I'm oh going to take God. years to process this. Totally. But I'm so glad that all of you listeners have been here. Thanks for sticking it out with us. Thank you for tolerating our 18 episodes of holy shit. We're in a goddamn pandemic. I feel like shit episodes. You know what? I'm proud of us for that. We kept doing it because we could have very easily stopped. Oh, 1000%. That would have been so depressing if we did that. I know we had to become IT engineers during the pandemic. Oh my God. We're like, all right, we can do this over zoom. And then you put your AirPod in the left ear and I'll put mine on the right. And then we can like record it and then sink it oh my god i saw the worst the best tweet was a good tweet but it said i can't believe a few months ago i had no idea what zoom was and i was like oh like er, march 1st 2020 i had no idea what zoom was right and look at us now look at us now thank you to all of you we hope you have a wonderful year and truly thank you for sticking it out with us because as we all know during the pandemic there has the pandemic probably one of the worst things the pandemic has done it it has birthed over one million new podcasts thank you for sticking with us (laughs) you know what brian if we can keep doing this podcast through a freaking pandemic we can do it through anything oh i'm so ready yeah. Yeah. We're going to make the most of it as soon as this fucking vaccine rolls out into greater numbers. We, yeah. We're going to take this show on the road. We're going to be unstoppable. We're going to do s- stripping slash podcast live. <laughs> <laughs> Stripper polls. That could be our thing. For absolutely no reason. For no reason. We'll just start stripping <laughs> during our podcast show. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. Where, where can our listeners find you, Brian, if they don't know? 
You guys can find me on socials at It's Brian Park. And what about you, Young Me? YM Mayor and my TikTok is Young Me Mayor. <laughs> and follow our podcast on Instagram at Feeling Asian Podcast. And if you're looking for a sound engineer, please hit up Sarah Pack on Instagram at IM underscore P-A-K-T. If you're starting your own podcast, which a lot of you probably are. She up. can do a wonderful job. She is an audio wizard and will do a wonderful job. Yeah. Uh, and then don't forget to subscribe to our Patreon, please. Please. It's all please, we have. Sir, can we have more Patreon donations? Please, Sorry, I don't know why I did that. Please uh, give candy sex in 2021 and donate to our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> At patreon.com slash feeling Asian. $25 gets you a free t-shirt. $25, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. bye, guys.